0: I have just launched a mastermind called The Circle of Influence where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to I am Joel Brown com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity We're going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. All
1: right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Chrissy Metz, who is the star of the hit TV show, This Is Us. She also featured in a new film called Breakthrough with Yvonne Franklin, who is such an incredible guy. And and Chrissy, just within herself, the way that she shows up is just so amazing. She keeps this incredible inspirational tone. She's broken through so many barriers in her life. And I love the way that she even just presents her content on social media. And I'm sure through this conversation, you'll be able to get some great pieces of wisdom Chrissy, I'm so excited for you to jam out today with us with the Addicted to Success tribe.
2: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I've been following you and, you know, um, you know, we do on Instagram, but like never actually speaking to you or like meeting you. And now we get to have this, this cool meeting.
1: Yeah. Where's yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting time that we're in, right? We're, we're either in quarantine or lockdown or whatever's going on. And just before this, you were just saying, like, I see this as a really positive time for us to step into. And I just really love that frame of mind because, you know, there are people that are feeling these fears and they're letting the best get to them. So what where's your headspace at right now? What do you do day by day right now that just keeps you in a, in a great place?
2: Yeah, you know, I just have to say a disclaimer. I am still a human being. I know. Surprise. Um, and so I do have these ebbs and flows of, of positivity and then I'm like, oh, and I feel things very deeply and I'm empathetic. So I really try to find you know, um, some humor and levity. Um, Donnie, my best friend and I, if you guys follow me on Instagram or if you know who he is, um, he keeps everything very light and fun. But we do have these like, really in-depth conversations all the time. But um, what we started sort of talking about is like sort of these, these highlights of like, how can I show my love or how can I feel love Um, gratitude hope joy and be of service every day Um, so that's something that I'm like okay so this my little checklist every day of um, either giving love or receiving love Um, you know it could be just communicating with somebody you haven't before or you haven't talked to them in a minute Um, gratitude for literally waking up like I even do it as um as I walk, like, before I even put my feet on the floor, I'm like, I'm grateful that I can see, that I can breathe, that I can, I have this beautiful bed that I get to sleep in, and my freedom, and freedom of speech, and all of these things that we might take for granted, and I have, of course, um, before as well, but there's so much to be grateful for, and then there's so much to be hopeful for, because I think when we get into these times of distress, we're like, oh, we have to solve a problem, and so then people come together, and I think the not only does humanity need to come together, but um, come together as like your own self and then figuring out like, what is it that you perhaps wanna work on or change or improve? Um, And of course, joy. Uh, I find a lot of joy in music. Um, I'm a singer, I'm working on uh, a country album right now and I just love music so, so much and it puts me in a good mood, Um, but it could be like a bath or it could be, you know, meditating for five minutes, whatever you find joy doing. So um, I just kind of go through that checklist and that's been keeping me grounded. Um, And um, yeah, you know, it's not always easy, but I find that once I do it and I'm consistent with it, it really makes a difference.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, I like that. It sounds like you have a very supercharged day when you, when you run by those routines. I love it. Uh, Speaking of singing, you, you were singing at the Oscars, Recently. Yeah. How was that experience? That's crazy. Cause I, I know parts of your story, right? I know that you were uh, assisting your agent mm-hmm. many years back and you were just seeing all these people getting these roles in movies and you're just watching it happen. You're like uh, enough is enough. Yeah. And then to go from that to then singing at the Oscars. I mean, this is insane.
2: I, yeah, it's, it is insane. It's like when people like say it for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm like hearing what I'm like, Oh, yeah, I did that. Um, And speaking of Devon Franklin, who was the producer of Breakthrough and of course a dear friend, he taught me something so beautifully profound. And he said, you know, you have to carry a crown before you can wear one. And that was like, that's what I was doing when I was an assistant and then an agent. Like I was learning how to be of service and to figure out, do I really want this? And do I want it for the right reasons? And, um, you know, by the grace of God, the universe, conspiring. I think it always is conspiring for us. Um, That, you know, Diane Warren has been somebody that I've listened to all my life. And then for her, to write the song of a movie that I led four years into the acting game, really. And then singing at the Oscars, I'm like, what is my life? Like, what? (laughs) You know, it's crazy. And I just have, I think it's because I stay in so much gratitude that, as I'm sure we all know that like, you can't keep anything you don't give away. Um, So that becomes cyclical. And so the more gratitude you have, the more you receive and you know, the more you can give and the more you can receive. So, um, I'm just so grateful for that experience and it happened like in a flash and, um, yeah, I can say like, Oh, I sang at the Oscars, you know? So, but again, and also on the other side of it, um, I try not to attach to anything, right? So it's not like, oh, if I did a terrible job, I'm the worst person in the world. It's like, that was a moment in time that was incredible, but it doesn't completely define me. So I yeah. always have to find the balance. I'm a Libra too. So <laughs> I always got to find the yeah.
1: There you go. I, yeah, I find that, that really interesting, that conversation around achievements and then how do you feel before and after. I had the opportunity to feature in a, a film called Think and Grow Rich, right? And... I remember that feeling that was just brewing in my body leading up to the red carpet, the movie premiere. And it was just like this incredible feeling. I'm like, I've made it, I've made it kind of feeling. And then it happened and it was was amazing. But then the next day I had this kind of come down effect. What goes up must come down. Right. And I was thinking to myself like, wow, like what else is there? And obviously there was some press and other things that happened after it, but it starts to just kind of pan itself out. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, if this was supposed to be just it, then all of my happiness is going to rely on the achievements and the accolades and not the day-by-day thing. So I'm actually really grateful for the fact that that's not the thing that's supposed to fully fill our cup.
2: Right. Exactly. You said it much more eloquently than I did. Um, <laughs> but it's so true. It's so, so true. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something to you and it's not an incredible you know, accomplishment, but it's that there is a balance
1: between Yeah. You. Yeah, well, it's it's a piece to the puzzle. That's really what it is, to the bigger puzzle, right? right. And and I think that more importantly, the fact that you saw the vision, because I talk about the vision a lot. It's It's a really powerful piece to have your five-year, 10-year vision, to get really clear, to visualize your day, right? It's like you saw this vision of you acting in this role that you heard about for this is us and you're like i i like i'm not you're gonna fight skin tooth hair and nail to get it because you're like this is me this is it this is my opportunity this is the window let's do it right and and it was almost like because you did that and like devon franklin said basically it's like heavy as a head that wears the crown right if you can carry the crown then you can you know continue to rule the kingdom or whatever it may be in your space but for you, I think it was really the person you've become in the process that you get to now become even more confident mm-hmm. in the way that you show up in other roles and other opportunities because you did the hard yards in the beginning.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a 12 year journey. You know, I lived in LA on literally peanuts, um, working, just trying to pay the bills. And yeah, but I. I wouldn't have had it any other way because I got to learn so much and everything that I needed to acquire to even be ready for this point in space and time in my life. And, you know, it's hard to see the forest of the trees, but on the other side of it, you're like, Oh, that was, that was for that. Uh-huh. Okay. So it all, you know, makes sense.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So Chrissy, the tv show this is us i've watched quite a few episodes i think i watched the first most of the first season i love it i absolutely love it because i feel like it takes you on this journey it's one of those shows where you just want to keep watching it and if you're listening to this right now you're watching this right now if you're in quarantine or lockdown this now is a perfect time to sit down and watch some really good tv shows on netflix and this is us definitely is one of them uh and so with with this is us, what do you feel is like the biggest lesson? If you were able to extract maybe just one or two really big lessons that comes from that show so far mm. that you would love to instill in others, what would those two lessons be?
2: Well, oh goodness, there's so many. Um, I think for me, you know, I was people might might have heard this this part of my story before, but I was like the new girl in school who was like oh, you know, everybody else has lists of credits and resume a a mile long. And I've been working for 20 plus years. And this was my first professional gig. And I was like, do I deserve it? Like, A, do I deserve it? B, can I even do it? And like, how do I go toe to toe with these incredible actors who I've been fans of and who I've been watching? And the biggest lesson for me was like, the only thing I can do is suit up and show up. So be prepared, do the footwork and just show up and also be open because it's such a collaborative art that my ego would be like, well, if I made a choice as the character um, and and the director's like, let's try it some way different. And I would, you know, I would take it so personally. And I'm like, Chrissy, this is not called, uh, this is Kate Pearson, it's called, this is us. And you're here to be a part of an amazing show, but you're a, a really important part but it's not all about you, and there's a lot of other components. So you, I just felt like I had to be as as open and honest and vulnerable as I possibly could. And vulnerable, I'm I'm very capable of being, but that ego is so loud. And as soon as someone's like, "Well, let's try it this way," I would, you know, the first season I would sort of like go to my chair and like, I'm like, "Okay, Chrissy, it, it's not that it wasn't a good choice." It, there just might be a better choice. And so it was really about moving through that uncomfortability of, you know, maybe there's a, a better, maybe this director who has 30 years of experience might know how he wants the story to go. Oh, and also it's a collaborative art. So it's really about suiting up, showing up, being open and, um, and honest and vulnerable. And that, of course, has led me to be that way, not only in my personal life, but also with music that I'm now um, doing. So it all is a ripple effect.
1: Yeah, everything's touching everything. You can extract lessons from one experience and then bring it into another so you can show up more powerfully in that next space. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I know when I speak at events around the world, it's 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 interesting when I first started, and I'm sure you can relate because I know that you're on the speaking circuit too. You like to get out and, and share inspirational stories and share advice. I've seen like a lot of people drawn to that content that you're putting out, which is amazing. I love it. I, I know that when I first started, I made it so much about me that I needed it to be perfect, right? I wanted to sound smart, I practiced my lines, I was so in my head, I wasn't in my body because I was trying to impress. Because if I impressed, it meant that I was good enough. And, and I think that the key here, and like I'd love for you to drop in on your advice too, but it's like getting out of your head and going, there's gotta be someone in the room that's gonna resonate with this, it doesn't have to be everybody. But if I share my message in a way that's authentic, then that's the best that I can do.
2: That's what you're supposed to do, in fact. It's even better than the best because that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's something that like, I think, well, I know personally, but we all contend with because we all want to be loved. I always say this, but like, we buy the house and the car and we want to look a certain way because we want to be validated, because we want to be loved, because we want to be accepted. And when we can be our authentic selves which is a practice doesn't always you know please be gentle with yourself in the process but like that that is when somebody gets exactly what they need from you and that's exactly what you're supposed to give them and you're supposed to be whether it's imperfect whether it's you started too soon or too late or i can't even tell you how many mistakes i've made and how many i probably just made in the last five minutes but whatever like i'm just trying to be present and authentic and like that's what we will come across so that's what just what we have to do
1: yeah a thousand percent a thousand percent so let's say someone is putting content out or they are stepping in for the first time on their big dream
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do we deal with the haters right because the truth is as much as we have the fear of rejection some of it's a little bit valid because when you're putting yourself out there, you're now under a magnifying glass, especially on social media or you're getting in on a, you know, a TV show and people may not agree, society may have its certain standards and, and then like cast judgment on you. And I know that you're such a great example of someone that just like goes against the norms and just goes, you know, like I, I'm me, I'm fully me and this is who I am, this is where I'm at. How do, you, how do we navigate this?
2: Oh, well,
1: this is a very layered and huge
2: concept. Um, So A, um, when you say I go against the norms, it's interesting that like we have norms, right? Because like, every single one of us is different, but it's like what mass media and uh, what we've been sort of conditioned to believe we should look like, sound like, smell like, feel like, whatever, fill in the blank. And then there's, oh, this is who I am at this point in time in my life. And then this is the art that I want to create, whether you're a speaker, an author, an actor, a singer, whatever, whatever is coming from you, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your heart, like that's what you're supposed to share. And people are going to get it And there. And there's some people who aren't, and there's going to be some that could care less. You focus on the people who do care and you, I think you get um, um, sort of courage and bolstered and strength from them. But then also know that like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown. I'm sure you are, but she- Oh yeah, of
1: course. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. a beautiful analogy of like people talking so much crap about her from the cheap seats. And it's like, you've never been in the ring, You've never sweat. You've never had this blood dripping from your, you know, like you don't know what it's like. So how can you judge me? But it's really easy, of course, to do that behind a computer screen or a phone. Um, and so for me, I the only time I get upset when somebody might say something or, or give me a critique or share their opinion is when it, it resonates with something deep inside of me. So if it's something that I am working on or something that I know I want to work on and need, and I feel like I need to change, that's when it like, Ooh, that stings Like, Oh God. Okay. And it forces me to look at that differently. Um, only if I want to change it, you know what I mean? Like it only, it only stings because there's something Deep within about that particular,
1: yeah, because you're judging it yourself,
2: exactly, exactly. And then it's also you just, it's not what somebody thinks about you is really not your business. And like we said before, like you can't attach to these incredible moments of your life, you can't really attach to the good or the bad. You can say, okay, thank you for both, but this is who I sit in the middle with, and this is who I am. And uh, thank you for that beautiful compliment. And thank you for your opinion that I'm not going to attach to you. And then, and when you're confident and you've done like the work, you can say, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm imperfect. I'm a human. Maybe I'll do better next time. But also like, you know what? I was great. It might not have been great to you, but I, I enjoyed it. And that's another thing of speaking or, or performing, acting. So much of what the audience gets is about the person performing are they having a good time? Are you enjoying what you speak about? Am I enjoying what I sing about? You know, like that will emit from the person. And so I I just really can't, um, I can't worry about what people say negatively about me because A, it's their perception and their perception is their reality. It doesn't mean that's what's real, right? Everybody always says like, nobody sees this, the tree the same way I see a tree. And so yeah. I just, I can't attach to that. And I, um, it's a process and some days are better than others. Um, But I just feel like you have to do what you feel good doing, you know, and not worry about what other people negatively have to say in the positive. It's like, thank you so much. And I really appreciate that because we all need cheerleaders, but um, also know that your opinion of yourself is what matters most. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, I have this framework that I often teach with my clients and my students. And, and I've basically found through interviewing hundreds of successful people over the years that there are patterns that they live by. And there are these four dimensions that I identified that just kept showing up. And it was that they really strongly played in these four areas. The four areas were the values. They knew what their values were and they stayed in alignment with their values. Uh, the second one is they knew what their beliefs were. If you ask them, like, what do you believe about yourself to be true? They were just so quickly able to jump in and say, this, 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 I am this, I am this, I am this. The uh, third one was habits. So they committed to their habits. And the fourth one is skill acquisition or hiring those skills to be able to level up. For you, what do you believe to be true about you? What do you think you're like, what beliefs do you hold in your mind that you tell yourself quite often that you feel has really just powered you through your days?
2: Yeah, I'm incredibly hardworking. I know that. Um, that I love very deeply, and that um, I am vulnerable in a a way that allows me to receive constructive criticism, or, you know, how do I, like, I'm up for a challenge. I'm up for maybe a redirection or whatnot. And um, that has sort of been cultivated throughout my adulthood, because in my childhood, it wasn't it was a little touch and go with a bit of a tumultuous childhood in, in, in some regards. So, um, yeah, I would, I think that I'm hardworking. I'm up for a challenge and I'm, and I love very deeply. And, um, I, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. The, these are, these are really powerful, uh, stories that we tell ourselves. I love it. Well, what would be maybe some, a couple limiting stories that still come up for you?
2: Oh, that i'm not enough okay right like oh i didn't go to a, a an art school i didn't go to tish i didn't go to juilliard and so that means i'm not an actress or a performer um and i didn't have a formal education and so maybe i'm not as smart um
1: even even with the oscars and the tv show and the movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes i yes. love it <laughs> yes, for sure um and you know if acting is nothing but reacting, then, you know, I, I understand logically, but those are still those thoughts that come into mind. Like, uh, do you really deserve to like sing at the Oscars? Like, I don't uh, you know, there's all these incredible um musicians who've been doing this forever and um actually play an instrument or can read music. I mean I can not very well read music i i did a bit of it in um high school but you know so those are the things that like maybe i'm not really equipped to do this um so
1: i love this thank you so much for being human i really appreciate that
2: what
1: what's your experience with people coming up to you in public do you find that people come up to you often and and share their stories
2: yeah i mean there's probably not one time i've gone out since the start of the show that somebody hasn't approached me, whether it's, um, oh my goodness, I, my father passed away and I actually watch, you know, football with his ashes and his urn, you know, like what? I have no idea that, you know, um, the show, just when you think it's a little too far fetched, you're like, oh, people really do this. Um, or, you know, one woman shared that she adopted, um, a little, um, a little kid who's African-American and she's Caucasian and she's like, I genuinely didn't know how to cut his hair or like, do I apply sunscreen or, you know, um, and I have cried in bathrooms with strangers, not kidding (laughs) about everything and anything. Um, you know, I think the show just shows us how to, how do we deal with life on life's terms? And so that that is explained through so many people's like small stories, huge life events, um, but it's, it's like why we do art, to connect. Um, the show is so special and obviously I'm biased, but I'm able to talk to people. One little boy, um, his mom shared with me that he was going to an eating disorder um, clinic, 10 years old, and that I had inspired him and that i um, just, you know, accepting myself and loving myself for as I am. And I'm like crying on the airplane, you know, like reading this note from his mom, you know. So it, it happens all the time. And it's like such a, an amazing, amazing thing. Every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to brace myself because I don't know what's coming this time. I go to the grocery store. So. <laughs>
1: Well, you probably have a bit of a break from that now with this quarantine happening. <laughs> yeah.
2: which, which is, kind, I'm kind of like, gosh, I kind of miss it. Like I miss, you know, but <laughs> luckily there's, you know, ways to connect and, and thank goodness for Instagram and Facebook Live and all these these ways to connect with people all over the world or, you know, that um, might feel alone, but you're like, you're not, we're just, you know, there's just distance, but you're not alone. So, Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh i love this so much juicy content thank you so much chrissy i love it uh, what would you say is that was the lowest point in your life only one <laughs> <laughs> share a couple but then more importantly like yeah share the share the the painful points but i think if you then share like what came next what was the breakthrough what was that defining thing that you did that just broke you through
2: Yeah. um, So I moved to Los Angeles when I was 20, almost 21. And I moved into an apartment with six girls on air mattresses. It was like pilot season summer camp. It was super fun. But I watched all those girls go on auditions and took them on auditions. And I had one in the span of four months that I almost didn't make because my manager was like, where's your headshot? And I left it at the apartment. It was a mess. Then she asked me like, or she didn't ask me. She was like, you need to go be uh, your agent's assistant. And I felt so broken because I was like, I did all of this to get prepared to come to LA to try to pursue acting. And now I'm going to work in an office. And what if my agent doesn't want to represent me? And what if she hates me? And then I started from square one. And um, what I then, of course, realized that I touched on a little bit earlier was that like all of those moments were preparing me for, you know, every single time that a new actor would come in and I would have a conversation with them. I was learning media skills and how to engage with people on a red carpet or with the media, you know, anytime we did press, like all of those things were sort of lining up. So, but it was really difficult because I thought everything that I came out to LA for sort of just fizzled. And then I really put it on the back burner for nine years when I was an agent. And then I would have a few auditions here and there, but it was when, um, I did a arc on American Horror Story, the fourth season freak show, which was incredible to, I mean, masterclass acting, Jessica Lange, Kathy Bates, forget about it. Amazing. And, um, I just knew that my career was going to jump off like, whoa, yeah, here we go. No, nothing happened for like a year. And I went back to being an agent and I was just defeated. And I was like, my, I can't sit behind a desk and do this. Like, I want to help people, but I, can't, this is, I don't think this is my lot in life. And so um, I didn't have any auditions. I, I was like, I, what am I, what am I telling the universe? Like I need to show like, what is the energy that I'm emitting? I'm like, why don't I just try to pursue acting full time? And so I got on unemployment. I left made sure all my clients were taken care of went on unemployment and nothing happened and not kidding you. Like my, one of my dear friends, Gina, she said, "Christiana, you're good for it. It's gonna happen for you, but come live with me um, and pay rent, pay whatever you can, whenever you can. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know when you're gonna get paid back, baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, I do and it's gonna, I'm not worried about it. So I was struggling, like literally did not have enough money to put in my gas tank to go to the This Is Us audition. And, you know, you have in, at least in America, you have to have $20 in your bank account for it to be swiped to take, to get gas.
1: Yeah. Or pet-
2: <laughs> you guys call it petrol, right?
1: We call it petrol over here. But yeah. what, how much do you reckon you had in the bank account?
2: Well, I had 81 cents.
1: 81 cents?
2: Yeah. No savings. Oh,
1: my name. Lord. And that's why- <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. At that time of my life, I never had a savings account. I, ne- I mean, I've always worked, always work, paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth. Um, And so I literally, you know, called my mom and I was like, I think I should just come back to Gainesville, Florida, where I'm from. And like, what am I going to teach preschool, teach acting to to little kids? And she's like, well, you can be miserable in LA pursuing what you want, or you could be miserable in Gainesville. And I'm like, ugh.
1: Wow. Speaking truth.
2: Speaking (laughs) truth. Moms do that. They really do. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know. I don't know. And so when I went to the audition, like it was, it definitely felt different, the audition process, but I never thought that I would actually get the job ever. I never tested for a show. I was two weeks from moving back home after spending 12 years in Los Angeles, not seeing my family for, you know, many holidays, not seeing nieces and nephews grow up. And I'm like, was this all in vain? You know, like, this is so silly. Maybe I've been delusional for all this time. And um, so that was probably one of the, the, the bleakest moments in, in my life when I did, had nothing, was literally asking for money for gas to go to an audition that I thought I would never get. So that was, I was really hard, especially because it was 12 years of, of that weight on my shoulders and shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, singing all that.
1: So. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. Wow. What a, what a powerful breakthrough. It reminds me of that story, three feet from gold in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich.
2: Oh yeah.
1: you like, were so close. Like if, if, imagine if you gave up at that point, you're like, you know what? There's, there's 81 cents in my bank account. Screw this. Like, it's so, it's so fortunate for you that you just, you just hung in there. And what's really cool about that is you get to then share that story and other people now, and if you're listening right now, you may be in a very similar situation. You could be so close.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, literally getting teary eyed hearing you say that because Yeah. yeah, it really could have been like two more days and I would have been like, I can't, I just can't anymore. And the only reason why I kept going, cause that's always the second question is like, how, what, like what? I mean, obviously I had a great circle of friends who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, but also like, I always say this, but like, you're never given a vision without a provision. So like, I never wanted to do it for fame or fortune. Like I just wanted to be a part of something and to tell stories. And I'm like, if that's, what's meant to be like it, then that's just what's meant to be. Like, I, I, ha- I feel like I have to do it. And, um, so I think you should, you hold on to that, hold on to the, the reason why, what your reason why is.
1: Yeah. And it shaped you into the person you needed to be in order to fill that role, not just in the TV show, but as you are now to continue to inspire others. And even Devon Franklin, you know, I I remember recently someone asked me, what do you fear? And I said, I fear not living in my full potential. And then I heard Devon's version of potential and he said i just want to just every day squeeze out my potential he said one day i'm going to stand before god and he's going to say devon i gave you this much potential and like with his arms stretched out wide and said and you only did this with these like fingers close together and and like i remember hearing that going wow that that to me is just that's life right and what's really cool is you flexed your potential in that moment where you could have gone the other way
2: yeah I know it's not easy, guys. I know it's not easy because you're like, no, I, I don't know if I can hold on any longer. But like, it really is. And it's also about the journey, not always about the destination. But how do you show up every day, like Devon saying? saying? Like, how do you squeeze that potential out every day? And that hard work, uh, it, hard work just, it pays off. Like, that energy pays off.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. All right. All right. I love it. So we're going to wrap up the interview soon. I just love these wisdom bombs that you're dropping. Thanks a million for doing that. That's amazing. Uh, I want to know what's it like being a popular actress, having the celebrity that you do and the, the fame. Because I, I love the way that you show up in a way where you can see that you're not attached to the status per se. But like, does this, do these thoughts come to your mind sometimes? Does the ego come up to play? Oh, how, how do you navigate this?
2: Oh, oh, the ego. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, even this, what we're experiencing right now, it's all like like falling, the ego is all falling away. What we're attached to, who we think we are, what our identity was, could be, we thought it was. Um, right. Like, I, just like with my weight or the amount I make, my bank account, like, that's not my identity. And luckily, I didn't grow up wealthy and you know we we had some struggles and um I just know that money status any of that like it, that doesn't define us who we are every day like who I am like if if someone says um oh my gosh do you know Chrissy Metz oh I think she's so like I always think about that like what do people think what what do I admit what do what do people receive from me? And that's really what I kind of hold on to is like who I show up as every day. But like it's all could be very fleeting just as it wasn't, it could not be. So I'm like, God forbid, but like I don't know when our show's coming back because we don't know what's gonna happen, you know? Um, but I can be loving and kind and supportive and encouraging and all these other things that really matter. And I always say this, and it might be redundant, but like, the only thing that matters is how we treat each other. Yeah. The bottom line about anything. And so I just know that, you know, uh, what comes up must go down and things can be fleeting and people have ebbs and flows in their careers. And um, I just want to be a good person. So I'm so grateful that I get to do something that I love to do. I literally i cry sometimes on the way to work because i'm like this is my life this is my job like let me let me do what what you want me to do i will not mind be done so um yeah i just i just try not to attach to it because i can't like also it was a gift to me so i don't want to spoil it you know yeah
1: wow that's that's gratitude right there it's like god is blessing you tenfold because you're aware of mm the gift that it is. And and I think we've all got to check in on that. I I've got to do it too. You know, like that's why the practice of gratitude, like you said at the start of this conversation was that that's a practice for you on the daily. It's not like you do it once a week and then (laughs) the rest of it, you just like, give me, give me, give me. It's, it's all very much. I'm so appreciative for this life.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially in this
1: time um, too, like with coronavirus and it's, it's so humbling in this uh, time.
2: Oh yeah. It will. Um, It's just like, you know, anything like if I'm sure we've heard it in many different, you know, ways, but like, if you're not getting a message, eventually you're going to get the message. It's going to put you on your butt. Like you're going to have to get it. Like, it's not about, do you want to receive it? It's, no, it's here. And like, now we really have to deal with it. And um, that's sort of, I think what we're doing now is like this this infrastructure and our egos and our greed and our pride um, is really being tested. And the only thing that can can happen is like a rebirth of, of new and change. And I um, know a lot of people are really um, scared about it. And that's a natural feeling, um, fear, but feelings aren't facts, my friend and I always say, um, and they go like waves, they come and go. So just try to hold on to the gratitude and, the, and what you can be grateful for. Like, there is so much to be grateful for, even if you're not, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have a job. And I'm like, be grateful that you get to spend time with your family, you know, fill in the blank. You guys can, can find that out because it's such a personal thing. But, um, and I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And I personally believe that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Chrissy, this has been such an amazing conversation. I I just honor you and respect you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And uh, yeah, just everything you brought into the space today, I feel is so needed right now in this day and time. So thank you for uh, jumping in with us.
2: Oh, it's such a pleasure. And I hope you stay well and everybody stay well. And um, maybe I'll actually see you one day. (laughs) I'm sure. So if you come to the US, if you come to LA or Nashville, let me know. I'd love to meet you in person.
1: Sounds great. Yeah, let's let's uh, at some point uh, connect, probably on a stage somewhere at some transformational event. I think that would be pretty amazing. I
2: love that. Put that, yeah. in, put that in the universe. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, that's going in the 10-year vision <laughs> or the five-year <laughs> vision. Let's do that.
2: <laughs> or the three.
1: Yeah. Or ah, well, the three. There you go. Hey, anything's yeah. possible. I love it. Anything. Great attitude.
2: Yeah. Love it.
1: So, so, Chrissy, how can we find you online? What would you say is the best place to go searching for you and or anything like new projects or anything you got coming out that you'd love yeah. people to check out?
2: Um, check out um, Chrissy Metz on Instagram. Um, I think I'm there most, mostly. Um, and then um, I have, of course, a Facebook, uh, Chrissy Metz Official. And um, I also have a Facebook group called The Dreamers, which is sort of a fan group for my new music coming out. Um, the new single, Talking to God, actually comes out on Friday. I'm really, really excited about that. And I hope it brings some, um, some peace to, uh, to people, especially during these times. So you can check me out there.
1: Yes, love it, love it, love it. Okay, so Chrissy, I end the interview with this last question, okay? And this question here is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? your parting advice?
2: Um, Stay humble, stay kind, and love each other um, unconditionally.